0: Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Holy Crap the Vlogcast, a vlogcast that comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why, as in why does OBS hate me? This vlogcast started as a combination of spite and the Streisand effect because some people on Facebook, they tend to get really ticked off when the facts that they they were told and thought they had actually aren't. And part of this is to follow through with the old adage, sometimes the journey is more important than destination. As you figured it out, figured it out Shujin is not here tonight, so you're stuck with me. Um, I'm known as Dallin all over the place, and I'm your main host for the evening. And let's just uh, reintroduce the panel here. Um of the bingo card from the state that should have its own gateway arch other than that other place. Uh, good evening, Joey. Shushan, that's my line. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then coming from Shushin's the place.
1: He's not here, man. Oh, no, no. Look,
0: look at the look, uh, look at the chat. He's there. Yeah he's there
1: i can't uh, yeah he, he's on
0: one leg down but he is one leg down so we, we got him one, a little bit one lung down oh his was left lung I, honestly i thought that said left leg hi i need to clean my glasses uh anyways and then from the place that makes Degoba look like a resort swamp uh good morning under tech there's not enough midichlorians in existence
1: to clean up down here.
0: Hmm. I'm almost thinking of uh, Warhammer 40K. I'm going to need more midichlorians for this heresy. <laughs> Anyways. I'm, I'm going to need the big trebuchet.
1: <laughs> Brother. Dude, Johnson and Johnson couldn't produce enough bleach to clean this area of the world.
0: Uh-uh. Brother, get the trebuchet. The heavy trebuchet. To be fair. <laughs> to be fair. I'm- uh-
2: on a uh, having absolutely no idea that this is where this conversation, uh, where any of the conversations for the show tonight were going to go, um, I was bombarded by trebuchet uh, by a trebuchet and a catapult, uh, today. Granted, they were desk like desktop size and they were firing marshmallows, but. <laughs> Rather stale marshmallows too. Oh,
0: I boy. wouldn't. I wouldn't recommend eating them. Fair enough. Okay, so behind schedule as we are here. Uh, as I said, actually I didn't say it because you're not gonna you're not gonna get this in post. I normally don't do a five minute freestyle because I can't ad lib to save my life. However, Shujin decided to supply me with something here, and after you hear it, you'll probably know why. So I'm not even going to pretend that I've got a five minutes thing on the clock here. I'm going to stumble on this. So bear with me. Anyways, I'll you're, watch. <laughs> in the,
2: in, in the
0: words of uh, Mr. Rogers, I'll watch the time. Yeah. Anyways, your five minute freestyle starts now. Okay. So, For those of us who grew up in the punk 70s and the hair metal 80s and the thrash 90s, headbanging would probably make you first think all about music, right? Eh, not this time. There's a certain something that happens when we're online, and we've talked about it before. It's the anonymity of being behind the screen, the not being face-to-face with someone. The, and I quote, online nobody knows that you're a dog, unquote, condition... That allows us to chime into a discussion with more ease, relatively speaking. And we know none of us was better at it than Heretic Woman. That confrontational bitch who (laughs) would have, who only knew how many tabs open on her web browser at a time, and how many browsers open at a time, and how many documents open in the background. I would love to have a PC that could pull that off. She was one of those people that straddled the lines between excellent debater, internet troll, and, these are not my words, folks, royal cunt. Yes, that is what Shujin wrote, royal cunt, because Heretic Woman would be rolling, laughing right now to hear us say that. Because she'd know it was being said as a complete and utter compliment. (laughs) Yeah, dig that, right? It's a compliment to be told you're threading the needle between teaching someone and pissing them off. At least for people like us, people who are occasionally combative and confrontational, but keeping up that level of strength is tough. I mean, constantly waiting into discussion over and over again, and seemingly the same damn subjects and topics over and over again. It's like driving across country, listening to Jack FM, although I've heard it called Bob FM in a few places too, but on the Eastern seaboard and hearing, we play what we want. but you change coverage areas, one Jack FM fades out, another fades in. And they're still playing the same damn thing. The same damn 12 songs, it seems, over and over again. And it's always the damn single cut. Never the album versions, you know? pisses me off to expect to hear prince's guitar solo at the end of when doves cry and they just cut away right as that first bent note happens it's like vanilla ice all over again and i'm pretty sure prince is staring at us right now going what you're comparing me to vanilla ice what the fuck and that's why so many of us who are otherwise not wanting to be confrontational get shied off easily we don't want to deal with people who are yelling and screaming even virtually at a text-based forum You say there's no nuance in plain text, (laughs) I'll tell you you're full of crap. When you use full on caps lock, you're either typing on a green CRT via 1200 baud modem, or you're screaming. And Those of us who don't want to be screamed at slip out the door, quietly exiting, feeling bad because we know what's going to happen. We've seen it before, we've read it before, we've gone over it in our heads over and over and over again. And we sympathize to those that can keep up the good fight for reason and rationality. Because we know they're barging, they're banging their head against the wall time and time again, over and over again, a never ending, against an unyielding wall. But we're not trying to take down that wall, are we? Oh sure, over time, a lot of time, we can make a dent in it, but what'll give first? The wall or our forehead? No, we're using that thumping, that repetitive correction, that reused rebuttal over and over again so that someone new, someone open to evidence, someone who is not yet ideologically deaf will hear the sound. Someone who will be curious into what's making that noise, curious into who is making that noise, and curious as to why they're making that noise. And with any luck, they'll join us on the dance floor and headbang with us for a while too. This is episode 281 on the Docket Your Honor, Do Your Civic Duty. And I really do wish Heretic Woman was here to talk about this, because I know she'd have... Well, for one thing, she'd have my back politically, because we're talking about my country tonight. You know... Shujin always talks about how he hates talking about America but so much bad shit happens there well apparently now it's my turn and you know first time using OBS hosting a show dealing with a live chat contagious what's that? the bad shit is contagious yeah you know I'm beginning to think the orange man um, he chose the wrong border to work on the wall Y'all can keep that crazy for yourselves. But, anyways, that's just me. Um, okay, and always as to obey the format. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Uh, we've heard nothing about uh, Rafe Badawi again. So, as of the recording of tonight's show, it has now been seven years, three months. 23 days since Rafe Bedali was arrested for what amounts to thought crimes. Our hopes are hopes and thoughts are still with you and your family. And I guess, yeah, that's, hopes and thoughts are about all we've got right now. I won't say thoughts and prayers because we all know how effective that is. Just ask anybody who's ever dealt with a hurricane. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so... Doing the civic duty. We've got an election coming up, up here. As a matter of fact, it's, it's happening this month. I've actually got my, I got my voters card in the mail. Um, I actually have to go do advanced polling because I think come election day, I'm actually going to be out of, out of the country. So got to go do my thing. So for us this year, it's a three party race uh we've got the incumbent liberals uh headed up by Justin Trudeau say about him what you will uh the conservatives i think that's what they're called now Th- these guys change names more often than uh jefferson starship did back in the day i think they started off as jefferson airplane but anyways uh but they're headed up by uh this baby faced individual by the name of Andrew shear, And then our last one we have is the NDP or the, the new democratic party, which is headed up by a gentleman by the name of Jagmeet Singh. And yes, he does wear a turban. And I'm sad to report that a lot of the like, okay, I've been watching you guys a lot and I've been criticizing a lot, you know, cause we've got the, well, okay. You've got the Republicans, you've got Trump and watching the Democrats eviscerate each other to try to come up with a leader. And then that leader, that leader, once they come out of this bloody and bruised at the head of what's going to be a fractured party, is going to have to go up against the incumbent. And unfortunately, I'm seeing a lot of that same kind of rhetoric coming up here. Like, uh, my Facebook feed is filled not with, there's a couple of platform promises like, um, oh, uh, Singh is going to cap uh, internet rates. So that the big cable and internet companies can't overcharge us for for service, although I'm curious to see what his what the rate he wants it to be is going to be but other than that, all I've heard is brownface and Andrew shear is Hitler so yeah it, it seems the the crazy has indeed started to to migrate up here um which is really sad because you know one of the biggest pushes these days on in both countries is to get people out to vote. You know, we've been we've been hearing about it. Uh yeah, in the live chat Stephanie says uh, Facebook and Twitter are empty vessels, all hot air and hyperbole. You're absolutely right. Um it is and and you're right. I I shouldn't be getting my news from, from those two places because well, not a whole lot of people do actually do go on there. And when they do, they're going after the fear reaction. Like they're, I imagine a lot of moderates, if you were to interview them, they'd be like, wait, what, you know, Trudeau did what, or, you know, Cortez said what? (laughs) So, is it just me? Is that, am I seeing just really nothing more than mudslinging these days? Or are you guys seeing it too?
2: That's basically what democratic politics have boiled down to. Yeah.
0: Mm.
2: Listening to, um, Oh, sorry. For example, Mm
0: -hmm.
2: our last election, did you see a whole lot of, uh, I don't know. Uh, Commercials popping on about how the other candidate has all these redeeming qualities? Of course not. <laughs> every every single one was mudslinging. It was putting the opposite candidate in the
0: worst possible light. Yeah. You know, I've, I've got nothing against having a, a charismatic leader. I mean, because that person is, you know, they're a combination, they're an ambassador, a spokesperson, but they also have to understand, like you're being handed the keys to the country. You know, there's, we used to call it a mandate. I don't know if they call it that anymore, but when you rose to that office, be it, uh, you know, president or prime minister. There was an expectation that you were going to govern. You were going to try to help progress the country. But nowadays, it just seems to be, hey, vote for me because he wore blackface or he wore brownface. You know, ignore the fact that my policies are going to, you know, marginalize people who, you know, were marginalized 50 years ago and we loved it so much. Let's do it again.
2: Yep. I mean, that's... That's basically what we're looking at these days. I mean, I can't even remember the last time I saw a political ad that was at all, like just strictly trying to be positive.
0: Yeah. You know, and even some of the things I've heard about, like, um, well, universal health care, that seems to be a big one, or health care for all, or... Oh, you mean socialism. You know, I I, I ask the I, I think of this every time I look at this, you know, people who talk about, you know, that, oh, this is socialism or taxation is theft. Let me ask you something. Do you flush your toilet? Do you drive or ride or bike or walk on roads where do you think they come from? But, yeah, no, I, Look, I, I see where you're coming from, though, Joe, about... Uh, I've oh, said it before. Mm-hmm. I've, I've said it before, and
2: I will say it again. I will continue to say it, because it is one of the most intelligent things I've ever heard said, and I'm happy to, you know, regurgitate it as often as possible. I do not have children. Okay, I never... I most likely never will have children. But I still pay taxes for my local schools. Mm -hmm. And do you know why? Because I don't want
0: to live in a world full of idiots. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) You know, actually, the best part about... um like when I, when I became a homeowner and actually had to worry about taxes like that, the tax form I got actually asked me, what kind of school do you want your taxes to go to? Like I could choose public school or I could have chosen Catholic school. I'm pretty sure I don't need to tell you which one I, I chose. <laughs> At least I hoped not.
2: <laughs> well... <laughs> been a minute, but yeah, yeah. Can't really yeah can't really uh comment on the uh the merits of a good catholic uh <laughs> you, you'll have strong knuckles yeah if you have any knuckles left
1: yeah <laughs>
0: Yeah, uh, sorry. I'm just uh, catching up with the chat here. Felix is saying, talking about uh, mudslinging takes attention away from the candidate doing the screaming, but it comes down to making your opponent more evil than you could ever be. Um, well, one thing I have noticed too is, again, I've been watching a little bit about um, the the way Trump is apparently trolling the Democrats right now.
1: Yeah, he has to. He, he he insinuated and did a hashtag to uh, try to get Mitt Romney impeached Just like dude you 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 don't impeach a senator or a member of anything other than a president yeah presidents get impeached yeah and he doesn't even know that much Um, it's like I told uh, it was like I was having a conversation with somebody I forget who it was and I said this is the problem You have with a businessman in a position of politics. A businessman knows how to do business. And what something in business might be walking a fine line or entering a gray area. In politics, many of those gray areas in business are very fine lines, very easy to cross over, and you have to pay more attention to them. Mm -hmm. Trump and people like him see politics as a business, which is why he is failing at, at politics. And, yeah. you know, uh, there was some opinion piece, opinion article that said, if Trump's going down, he's going to try to take as many people with him. And all I could think of myself was, well, shit, I hope he takes all his supporters with him because they all need to fucking go with him. Excuse my language.
0: Uh, I think we I think the freestyle kind of killed whatever illusion of safe for work that we had <laughs> yeah. and and the problem is is when you have
1: one idiot on the public stage that is the world who is getting away with all kinds of idiocy and ignorance and hatred and bigotry more follow and I'm an advocate of having patience with people, and you know, um, understanding and compassion. But you can't have patience and understanding with people who are trying to or doing you harm, because if you have, uh, if you let them keep doing you harm it's just going to get worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. Mm -hmm. You have to have a point where you go, look, yes, I have patience, understanding, compassion, uh, freedom of speech and all this other stuff. And, but what you're doing is harming other
0: people. There is a line that has to be drawn and it's here and you're crossing it. You're gone. Yeah. And that was something I noticed, especially on the, on the campaign trail. Um, originally like in the 2016 election, is that he was more of a, he was a showman, you know, and, yeah. you know, Stephanie pointed out he, he did, he has failed a business, but, um, him and Gene Simmons has something in common. They will try anything to make a buck. They might not succeed, but they'll keep trying until they get something that, you know, the, the, that they could profit off of. You know what I mean? Trump has done you know, he's tried universities, he's tried stakes. Uh, doesn't he have a suit company too? I don't. Or a clothing line or something. But you know, he's he's had all that, he's had hotels and all that stuff. So he's tried a lot of things, he's failed a lot of things. Well, before before we get too far off our mark here. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: we we honestly could spend the next two hours talking about the various candidates for the upcoming elections in whatever country uh, happens to be holding them here shortly. Mm-hmm. But that's not what we're trying to do here.
0: No, what we are trying to do is because well, I want to talk about well, people wanting to vo- or trying to get people to vote. Well, the problem that I see quite often
2: is that what, what's the most common thing you see, especially out of younger uh, voters these days? What are some of the things that you guys hear most often?
0: On my side, um, at least what I've been hearing, of course I'm an old fart, but education is a big thing, particularly having to pay for it, like student loans. Hmm. Um, Jobs, healthcare, um, and actually just being able to live like, you know, graduating from school or, you know, if you're lucky enough to make it through college, you know, what's waiting for you at the other, at the other end of it.
2: The thing that gets me, and this is the one thing that I hear repeated over and over and over again why should I vote? Why should I bother? God, I hate my that. my one vote isn't going to change anything. Yeah, that that's really what we need to look at tonight.
1: Yeah, that bothers this bothers the hell out of me when I hear that.
2: I mean. I can understand the reasons why somebody would think Oh well why does my vote matter? Why why should I vote? Well, I mean what's the point? And I get it. I I get it when you feel like you're the only voice speaking out with what you're trying to put as your message in a crowded room that you know, nobody can hear your voice over.
0: Yeah, well, I, I agree.
1: And uh, But people forget so easily that they might be the quiet voice in the room. But ha- having gone... Like, I spend one night a week going to a game store to play board games with friends. Mm-hmm. And very quickly... All, you know, there might be one loud voice in there, but if everybody's talking in quiet tones, it gets real loud because those
0: quiet voices all add up and people forget that. But I think too, one of the other big issues that, that I'm seeing is, so a person is asking, why should I vote? When the politicians should also be asking what do I have to do to earn your vote? And I think that is, that's being lost on people, on politicians these days. You know, I I don't hear, I I don't hear a lot of, you know, the, sure, it's lip service, you know, like we are the party for the people. Actually, I think Kim Jong-un said that. Uh, (laughs) But but I I think that's what a, a lot of it is that the politicians are actually out of touch with everything that's going on. And because they're so caught up in, you know, dare I say it, they're they're so caught up in things like lock her up, orange man, bad, build the wall, brown face. Uh, they're coming for gerbs. jerbs. Everybody is so tied up in buzzwords and catchphrases that not a single politician I've seen yet on either side of the border is actually going out and saying, what, what do you need? What, what will it take from me so that I can rest assured that I have your vote? What is going to get you out of your house and to a polling station? What, what, what do I have to, well, okay. What do I have to promise? But ideally, what do I need to do? And I think that is lost on people these days. Or I'm completely talking out of my ass. One of the two.
2: No, no, you're, you're right. <laughs> um,
0: I'm trying to, I, I
2: have this, this essence of an idea that, uh, that is rolling around in my brain right now. And I'm just trying to find the way to coalesce it into a coherent statement. Um, One of the things that I keep hearing, like I said, one thing is, oh, well, you know, my vote doesn't matter against all the other votes. Another thing I keep hearing is, what's the point of voting? Uh, you know, they're going to do whatever whatever they want anyway.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: One side's just as bad as the other, yada, yada, yada. And... You know, I think Winston Churchill put it best. Mm hmm. Indeed, I, I don't do a very good West Winston Churchill. <laughs> I'm not quite drunk enough. And I don't smoke enough cigars. Mm. But indeed, it has been said that democracy is the worst form of government, except all those other forms that have been tried from time to time.
0: Yeah. And that kind of goes to what I've said before about certain, you know, socioeconomic or political models. They all look good on paper. They all sound good until you factor in the human condition. And then it all goes to shit. Well, that's because there's humans. Well, exactly. Evolved. No, exactly. No, it's the fallibility of, of, of our species. Um, this is why I welcome our robot overlords. And, you know, I, I say that, and people think I'm
1: joking, but you know, I'm not one of the people who are afraid of AI or anything like that, or singularity, all that crap. Um, we humans are ruled by our emotions, and I'm not saying that we have to become like Vulcans, but we need to learn to control our our outbursts, as it were, because even when we're 60, 70, 80, 90, whatever amount of years old you want to consider yourself an adult that you know, it, it it doesn't matter. We're still ruled by our emotions. And we have things that could destroy this planet multiple times over. We are still children as a species. We are a danger to everything alive on this planet. Yeah. We can't even agree on limiting, properly limiting the access to weapons that can only kill on a small scale for people who should not, who are clearly should not have access to them. People who are, have, you know, they have gone to see professionals and these professionals have said on their files, these people are not right in the head there is clearly something wrong they are a danger to others they are a danger to themselves and yet they can still get
0: guns well and that's because of the constitution at, at yeah, least but that the not- constitution never took into account that which they did not truly know back then. no exactly you're right but unfortunately you've got those people who you know they are letter of the law letter of the constitution and if mental illness is not part of it then it's not in the scope of whether or not a person should get a gun you know it, it doesn't say you know um you you have the right to bear arms unless you're diagnosed mentally ill
2: you remember know, and, this is also coming from a time where not too long before you know young women were being burned at the stake just for speaking in tongues so I
0: hear you yeah yeah exactly yeah no I I, I totally hear you on that one um but and that's the other thing too is I, I want to say that the younger generations are also waking up though and and no I don't mean they're good yes there are some that are getting woke but that's not what I'm talking about I'm talking about people who actually do use the internet to learn, you know, to, to, to think a little more critically, like, yeah, on here, we poo poo a lot of people, you know, particularly of the religious bend who, you know, still don't think clearly, but I'd like to think that collectively knowledge, like intelligence is rising. I think people are thinking a little more critically these days and that politicians need to clue into this because you hear about, you know, um, what was one, uh, I read somewhere that Joe Biden, he was going to introduce a, uh, basically a gun law that if a magazine held more than so many bullets, that weapon would be illegal and it actually would have outlawed every single handgun that wasn't a revolver or, or a bolt action. It's, you're right tech in that we are ruled by our emotions, but I think we also need to be, and I I think we're, we're more able and maybe more willing these days. Okay. We make the outburst. But then if you step back and take a breath and go, man, I really shouldn't have said that because now it feels like I just, well, it it proves the fact that you talked out of your ass. But at the same time, you should think a little bit before you speak, I guess is what I'm getting at. And take a moment, not necessarily think before speaking, but
1: allow the emotions if you're riled up. If you read something or you hear something come out of somebody's mouth, uh, say something that comes out of their mouth, that get your emotions all riled up. And I'm guilty of this. I know I'm guilty of having a snap emotional response. But rather than even worrying about taking the time to think about it, just taking the time to calm the F down. And I know that despite my age... That no matter how old I get, it's something I will always have to. It's something that, you know, I may not have the time to do because of the response being immediate, being necessary.
0: Yeah, and, and that's the other thing too. But I too. have to keep. But I have to keep trying. Yeah, and and that's the other thing too. And, is that information travels so fast these days? You know, a response is expected. And oh, yeah. More people are just more you have, like... You have
1: two seconds of airtime that are dead.
0: Yeah. And people lose interest. Yeah. And it, it, these days it's more say something than say the right thing. Or say... It's not say something proper. It's just say something. You know? And oh. what is it? Uh, the New York Times recently. I mean, they, they have, they've posted stories. And then less than a day later, they actually have to retract or correct what they've done because they completely screwed it up. You know, back in the days of traditional print media, that was, if if you're that kind of so-called journalist that, you know, completely screws up something like that, you're not working for the New York Times any longer. But these days, that's par for the course because... You know the the story's got to get out there. It's it's got to make it to. It's got to make it to the people first. Who cares if it's right? We can always, you know, as Shujin always tells me, just fix it in post.
1: Yeah, and the problem is, is nobody ever reads post. Exactly. So because the
0: retract because the
1: article that made page one had the retraction issued on page seven. Yep. And
0: And who gets to page seven if they lose interest by page two? Yeah, and what happens is that now you've got all these uh, people who believe the original page one story, Mm -hmm. even though it could have been an out-and-out lie, but that's what they go off of because, well, who has time to read page seven? And, And they should have got it right the first time. In that, they're right. They should have, but they didn't. Now, whether that's because... It was, you know, say something versus say something right. Or you've got an editor who's maybe got a bit of an agenda. I don't know. But, you know, and this is what, um, you know, our, our other, one of our other panelists, Joseph, always talks about. Is people just not thinking critically enough? I'd like to think we're getting better. I'm hoping we're getting better, but I don't know. Why should I vote?
2: You, if you're looking for a reason to vote... Well, I can't, I can't really speak for, say, the Canadian elections... Or any other democracy for that matter... Simply because I don't have the numbers mm-hmm. available to me right this moment. Yeah. But if you're an American... And you are asking yourself, "Why should I vote? Give me one good reason why I should vote." Right off the top of my
1: because it's your (laughs) voice.
2: Right off the top of my head, I can give you two point nine million reasons. Two point nine million. That is roughly the number of men and women killed, wounded, or missing in action over the course of military service throughout United States history. These are individuals who rose to the occasion to fight what they saw as an injustice, to fight for freedom, to fight for the liberties of other people. And not only that, but consider the fact that when you vote, you're voting in not just the president, but the representatives, the senators, whoever. It's Congress that decides whether or not we go to war.
0: Hmm. But I think the other big problem, and I mean, uh, I'm not knocking the voting. I mean, I've. Ever since I moved to this province, I have not missed an election, either municipal, provincial, or federal. And that's going on 26 years since I've been out here. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a civic duty. It's, it's what's expected as one of your responsibilities as a citizen of your country. As authoritarian as that might sound, it's not. And
2: yeah, I know there, there are a lot of people that will argue that, oh, it's not like every single war that, that, uh, America has fought has been justified well I'm not going to pretend that it is
0: no and people would be foolish to think that but that that doesn't negate the point that there are still people out there shedding blood for you know for the country they believe in and if you are part of that country as well then you know I I kind of say you owe it now. Yeah.
2: If if 2. nearly 3 million w- weren't enough reasons for you to get your off your ass and vote. Let me put it uh, let me uh put this one to you. If you're not going to vote for your own interests and make your own voice heard on the matter, who will? Who's gonna vote for your interests? Who's gonna take the time out of their day to vote for you on your behalf? Because if you aren't willing to do it, guarantee it—you you know, Joe, Bob, fuck all across the street—sure as hell ain't going to.
1: Yep, I, I've um, sadly met two kinds of mentalities with that camp. Of the people who say, why bother? Um, the one mentality I've met was, it doesn't matter what they feel or think. No matter what they do, they're never going to win. And I was like, okay, those are the people who give up, period. They've they've just given up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other camp that I've heard from before was, well, you know, uh, They'll get it right eventually, so I, I don't have to worry about it, because it'll eventually work itself out. And I was like, um, there's two kinds of works itself out that I can think of off the top of my head. Uh, works it out in the favor of someone that's probably not going to be you, or works it out in the favor of uh, mass human extinction. You, you pick one of the two, okay, because
0: if you're not voting, you're not t- picking one of those two. But I think one of the depressing things about the the entire election process is it doesn't matter if 95% of the population votes or 5% of the population votes, there's still going to be a winner. So to say don't vote because silence is power, it's really not. No, no. Because – In fact mm – Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say. So, yeah, you know, know, a a news station can say – well, only five percent of the American public voted uh, this election. You know, Trump got in with a record five thousand votes, as opposed to you know the Democrat who got you know two hundred votes. It, just as an example, I'm not I'm not pulling for either side here. But the bottom line is, regardless of how many people vote, there is still going to be a winner. And I, I think that is what's really disheartening because they they don't care if it was 95 or 5% they won that, that's all they care about they, they they've accepted the mandate even if it is from a, a handful of people and therefore to them it doesn't make a difference you know and that's that's the really sad thing is that the <laughs> but i understand you can't have a uh You must have this many votes before you can even be considered a competent leader type of thing, which is almost an infinite bar. I'll admit, but it doesn't matter. It's just, did you get the most votes out of the pool who voted? And if your majority is silent, it doesn't matter. Somebody is still going to end up sitting in the big chair. And in that respect, I don't know how you, I don't know how you get around that kind of apathy.
2: see the thing that I as you said people like to think that by not voting they're somehow making a statement Mm -hmm. however there is something that you must keep in mind bad people with terrible ideas essentially get elected by good people who don't vote. Refusing to vote is not speaking out. Mm-hmm. Refusing to vote is not rebellion. Refusing to vote is nothing short of surrender.
1: That's it's about right. It's it's
2: quitting. It's giving up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Um I, I agree with that sentiment that not voting is giving up. It
2: the it, it, it is not only a right, it is a duty. Exactly. And the moment you toss it aside, that's it. Without it you got Jack you got Jack all. I mm-hmm. mean who was it? Uh was it Burke, Edmund Burke, uh, said it, uh, all that is necessary for the, for the, for evil to prevail is for good men to do nothing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and this is exactly where I will, I can vehemently disagree with George Carlin right now because there was, there's the old saying, if you don't vote, don't bitch.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, uh, (laughs) Abraham Lincoln had a rather nice quote for it Uh, elections belong to the people it's their decision if they decide to turn their backs uh, their back on the people and burn their behinds then they will have to sit on their blisters if you want to complain about the status quo and the way things are going you best damn well vote otherwise you got nothing to complain about Hmm.
0: One thing I I am seeing more, though, and this is being tracked a fair bit, too, is a lot of the younger generation nowadays are getting more active, or at least they're getting more pissed off. I don't know. I I think in this next, I I think in um, at least, again, in an American perspective, I think in 2020, we are going to see a high voter turnout because a lot of people are gunning for the orange man right now. And I know I've been throwing a lot of quotes out tonight, but let's face it,
2: there's a lot of guys that have put... I've been on this planet for 30 years, give or take. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's a good number of folk, most of which are dead, that have spent a much longer clip of time here than I have. So, forgive me if I'm kind of picking their brains a bit, but
0: you know. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but you know, I've... So, something to keep in mind.
2: Oliver Cromwell. Mm-hmm. W- when he won his office, one vote. Wow. And, and look at how it affected not just, you know, England or the British Empire, but hell the history of the world because yeah um, empires tend to have that effect
0: yeah and okay I'm not gonna let you know how many years I've been on this planet but it's it's been more than you Joey and that's one thing, like it. yeah, <laughs> get off my lawn. Um, <laughs> although amazingly, lawn. that's great. Although you've probably seen more of this world than I have, and you know, for that I'm a little envious. I uh, bled over more of it. Well, okay, I was. Gonna, I'm envious of the principle, the fact that you've gone to all these different places. Not necessarily what you did while you were there. You know that y- y- y'all can keep that. <laughs> but anyways, to my point a lot of the election cycles that I've seen here in Canada is the fresh face comes out. They got bold ideas. They've got charisma. Yes. Even Jean Cretien, um, look him up. You know, we have, they, they have charisma. They have drive. They, that sounded at first, like they had the best intentions of the country at heart. And there's struggle you know, and I think a lot of people don't understand that is that, you know, the prime minister or the president is only one person. They still have to answer to a body politic that ultimately says yes or no to, you know, things like policies, laws, funding, etc. Now with us, we don't have term limits. Like for you guys, it's eight years unless some circumstance, but ultimately they're out. Like tr- Trump will not be around. If he survives 2020, he will not survive 2024 because he won't be there anymore. With us, we've had prime ministers that have gone on for over a decade. I think uh, was was in office for quite some time. But ultimately what happens with a lot with these parties is they get embroiled or they get exposed in some kind of scandal where they're skimming money off the side. Uh, Chrétien had a huge one with, uh, Quebec. Uh, Stephen Harper after him had some other kind of scandal. Uh, Justin Trudeau is brownface aside. He's facing down a couple of big things now. Um, there was a, an engineering firm called SNC Lavalin, which actually one of my old friends actually used to work for, uh, but, yeah, again, come this election cycle, that's going to turn around and bite him in the ass. And it just seems to be that they start off with all these intentions and they always end in disgrace. And that seems to be a pattern that I've noticed in all my years being on this planet. Well, here's here's the uh, wonderful thing about it. If you don't like the way
2: your current candidate is... Behaving, acting, whatever. Or, well, maybe they're not your candidate. They're just the other guy. If you don't like it, well, then maybe you should take the time, research your next cu- uh, your next upcoming candidates, and make an educated decision. Rather than just... You know, grasping on to the next uh, witty little Rush Limbaugh soundbite
0: or whatever. And this is where the media has failed us, because, again, and I remember... The, the media's not...
2: Look, I, I know this is... NPR aside, mm-hmm. the media is a business, and they are out for one thing and one thing only. Guess what that thing is? I know.
0: It's, it's money. money.
2: Yeah. They're not interested in giving you, you know, completely unbiased information. That doesn't pay their bills. Yeah. You have to go out and you have to do the research. And I'm sorry if that seems like an awful lot of work for you. But guess what? That's the, that is the price you pay for democracy. I mean, yeah, but I, I, I know that, like I was saying, I, I'm spitting out quote after quote here. But you know what? <laughs> ben Ben Franklin, even if you're not an American, Ben Franklin generally viewed as a pretty, you know, brainy guy. hmm. Had a lot going on upstairs. Apparently had a lot going downstairs, too, when he was over in France. But we're not going to judge. Ooh la la. (laughs) We're not going to judge. No. He had a nice little quote. What have have we got? A republic or a monarchy? His answer? A republic. If you can keep it.
0: Yeah. Now, the the thing I was going to say, though, um, with the media is, oh, looks like we got somebody new here. Oh, Joseph uh, decided to come in. Speak of the French. <laughs> beep, ah. beep. Nobody beep, expects the beep. French. <laughs>
2: Actually, I'm pretty sure everybody expects the French when it when it gets brought up.
0: <laughs> yeah. Now, watch this. Uh, okay. Yeah, we're good here and there. Look at that. I learned how to do something. <laughs> Oh, you're hosting the show today. Yeah, Shujin's off six, so it kind of fell to me.
3: What was your uh, first clue?
0: <laughs> oh, come on. I, I always come up with the witty remarks here, here, ever so often. You know me. You all know? hail our new overlord. Hey, you know what? I think I'm a wit, but I'm only half right. Anyways. Um, I thought all hail our robots, overlords was my line. Yeah. Anyways, for those of you. Um, just watching of course from across the pond, uh, and over into France, our fellow, our international panelist Joseph has arrived. Good morning. Good morning, sir. Yeah. So today we're talking about, uh, voting, uh, largely because we've got a federal election coming up in Canada here. And of course the specter of 2020 is looming in the U S of A. Um, what I was going to say, Joe, about um, the media is, and okay, let, let's talk quotes. I'm going for one a little more pop culture here. This is from uh, uh, Cobra Commander in GI Joe, the animated oh, series. Yeah. Oh goodness. No, I'm not going to do the voice. Okay, <laughs> I, oh, I won't. Come on. I, I won't Why subject that. not? Because I was watching a really bad Transformers thing today, and the, they just. <laughs> They killed Starscream. Anyways, people love television. It's their friend. They believe everything it tells them about the sports, the weather, or GI Joe. Now, but but to my point is that Yo Joe, or you know, or um, what's his name? Um, or porn? Uh, Killian from the Running Man. People love television. They wean their kids on it. So if, if a TV station only runs attack ads or their news only talks about, you know, orange man, bad or brown face or, uh, the latest gaffe on the part of, you know, this candidate or that candidate, or the fact that. You know, Cory Booker, the only thing he's known for is jumping on tables. And maybe that is all he's known for. I don't know because I haven't really seen much, but my point is even though media is a business, it's a shame that they also don't realize the kind of responsibility that they should have because people don't typically think critically or they're too, disinclined to do the research that you're talking about, even though it's right there. But, you know, convenience, oh, that's, that's the, that's the, the news thing. stations. The news
1: stations used to have a level of um, what's the word for it? Uh, Journalistic integrity? Yeah, integrity. That's the word I was looking for. Thank you. Yeah. They used to have a level of integrity that even if you disagreed with the news you knew that most of it was factual, even if you didn't like it. And, of course, there were parts where they'd inject their opinions and their thoughts. And it was mostly obvious that these are the thoughts, these are the feelings. Now you have companies like Fox and such that were being taken to court for making statements on the air uh, that were factually incorrect, and then the Fox lawyer's going, well, you see, we're actually an inter... Entertainment networks. Yep. So, the 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 show that we made those quote the, the the statements that the plaintiff says are were are factually incorrect were for entertainment purposes only. Yeah, but and did you this see the disclaimers? News, a, a news channel. Yeah. You don't if you're if you're going to do entertainment purposes only, you don't do it during. The frickin' news.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Unfortunately, that's how they get out of those lawsuits. And people are like, no, they don't. And I was like, um, first off, yeah, you can pull them up. Uh, you can do uh, Google search, Fox News, court cases. Um, what do they call it? Slander or libel? Uh, which one is it? That's on Liable. Okay. Uh, liable um, entertainment plug or whatever they call it. And... Uh, They they actually did that. They said, yeah, this uh, particular show is an opinion entertainment piece. Therefore, we can say what we want, and it's not slander. Um, I'm paraphrasing, mind you, but legalese is a mouthful and paraphrasing and dumbing it. Not dumbing it down, but... um,
0: making it plain
1: it. language yeah. making
0: it remember lawyers basically writ, wrote a language that only lawyers understand yeah there's a great uh, another great quote from a book i just finished reading but uh, basically when a, this one scientist is talking to the maiden character and the character says hey look just break it down for me barney style you know which is you know assume you're talking to somebody who's not as smart as you oh i know which book you're talking about oh do you ah uh, it's a science fiction book. Yes. Isn't it? Yep. Um, uh, this one's fourth in a series that I just uh, finished. Uh, is he's it the Mars talk-
1: series? Is it where he's dealing with an artificial intelligence made by an
0: alien species? Oh, you mean the beer can who's an asshole? <laughs> yeah, the, <laughs> whose name rhymes with Stippy? That would be Skippy the Magnificent. Yes. Expeditionary Force. Who made his own cult? Yes. Yes, It's freaking fantastic. Yeah. I just finished book four and um, I'm waiting to get book five. I finished. Oh, God. It's great. It's worth it. It's so worth it. Well, have you, um, do do you read them or listen to them? I did both. Okay. Because I got to say, the narrator, that RC Bray guy, sorry for going off track here, but that guy there, he is the kind of voice actor I would love to be.
1: He's freaking
0: fantastic. I know, right? Put it in the show notes. I will. I will.
1: Um, But the the thing is, is, you know, um, like like we're saying, you know, the the, the news channels used to have integrity. And you look around, and they don't. That's because, um, well, they don't really get too much of a say. Anymore, yeah. they have to do what brings in the ratings and the money, and if they're losing one, they're losing the other. I mean, and it, it. It, it sucks. It's like, put guys, it. look, I want. I would. I would send a check to a company who provided a channel where it was straight up, mostly facts, very little opinion-based news. NPR.
3: Yeah. If I can dig down a bit, you know, before
1: no, no, I I'm on the TV. Well, <laughs> NPR's on I... the radio. S- send it. S- send money to NPR maybe they'll get a channel. If if I could <laughs> put it simply,
3: you know, in the past um thinking was something we were supposed to aspire to, but it's like a higher level um that we're supposed to uh, rise to. And people with integrity would try to sell to that. That was something worth selling to a thinking public. But that doesn't seem to be the case anymore. I mean, everything, even on the, not only television, you know, cable news and uh, the internet, everybody seems to be selling to the uh, credulous majority. Because I really get the impression that people have stopped, not only thinking but aspiring to a state of autonomous thought.
0: Yeah, I. It's hard to it's hard to deny that.
3: (laughs) Yeah, but I mean that's that's the way it's going, and I mean that's that's you know, um, Murdoch of Fox News. He's. He's consciously doing this. He knows exactly what his audience is. He knows who he's selling to and he's he's tailing he's tailing everything he puts on air uh, for them.
0: Um, talking about media though, Tech, um, a few weeks ago I I kinda glommed you onto uh, Subverse. Oh wow. Well, no, not the video game, the, the news channel. On YouTube? Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Well, no. Um now they are um they they are facts. They they don't there there actually is no at least from what I've seen, there is no opinion. There's even very little humor. Uh, most of the people there are pretty pretty um uh what would you call it? Uh, yeah, you were
1: saying uh, they, about they, how they go out and
0: they, they this this the subverse news channel mm-hmm. that they look for things. Um, well, one of them, uh, the, their main person, her name's Molly, uh, she's in Hong Kong right now, or she was uh, f- covering the riots over the. Yeah, uh, she's all right. Well, funny you should say that. She actually did suffer a few uh, chemical burns chemical burns. Yeah. So so I'm getting uh, double. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm getting an echo yeah. I'm getting an echo. Same here. Is it just me? Oh, there we go. It's gone now. That was weird. Yeah. <laughs> but no, as I was saying, um yeah, she suffered uh, a few chemical burns um on the part of the police. Um like, even though the, the press is allowed to film there. Um, yeah, they, and the you press should were see getting the ge- sh- The press were getting in hurt. Yeah, you should see the gear that they have to wear. Like, they're in, like, body armor, masks, like gas masks, everything. Well, that's because
1: before all that was because uh, before um, they were still out there doing the thing mm-hmm. and they were getting pepper sprayed and yep. they were getting tear gas, they were getting hit and beat up even though they were clearly identified as members of the press Mm -hmm. they were still getting targeted by the police yeah and they weren't supposed to be and see that's something that you want to look out for is when you have a government that is going after the news you've got a problem well the moment trump started going after the press that was you could see the problem rearing its ugly head. Yeah. And yet it just got worse and worse and worse and worse. And it's... If we look at where we're at right now with the presidency here in the United States, this is not... uh, He's not mentally stable. He doesn't know what he's doing. Um, There have been too many things that have been allowed to happen that should have never been allowed the second that he tried to do them and I, it's, it's a little too late in my opinion to recover from what he's done to tarnish us in the eyes of the world as a nation. To come back from this is going to take a long time. A very long time. But, yeah, well, again. And the problem is going to be is that any presidents we have after him are going to be cleaning up his mess continuously. Well, and if we get a if we get another Republican in office, they're just going to blame the Democrats not working with Trump causing the problem.
2: Forgive forgive me for trying to steer us away from specific candidates again, (laughs) because like I said, we could do a whole show on that. Yes, we could. We could do quite a few shows on that. (laughs) But one more, uh, there is one more fallacy that. I want to address and that is the idea that not just the whole my vote doesn't matter and all that stuff but rather the well what's one vote going to do one vote can change a lot more than you think I've got a few examples here if you would like me to share them,
0: uh, by all means. Um, and actually, if you've got, uh, I, I imagine they're 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 just coming out of history. But if you've got uh, if you've got links, I'd love to throw them in the show notes at the end.
2: Uh, these are, these aren't from any particular website. Oh, okay, just some things that I threw together real quick. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, in 1645, one vote is all it took to give Oliver Cromwell control of England. 1649, one vote brought down the axe over uh, King Charles I.
3: It's not just... I I don't even understand the motivation for thinking like that because, I mean, it's not what... You you think you're all alone in the universe? I mean, your vote with, like, hundreds of others is what counts. And if you're... If a hundred people think, "Oh my vote doesn't count," then you're gonna have a hundred people that are not yeah, voting
0: i I think what it is joseph it's a case of the this the sand grains cannot see the cannot see the um the beach so to speak yeah. or the the snowflake cannot see the avalanche that they can cause
3: and this is going back to what I'm always talking about we seem to be in a a me generation, where nobody thinks beyond their own fucking
0: comfort bubble, yeah, but I also think a lot of people in power right now are okay with that
3: no they're they're selling to it, yeah. and actually a, a credulous public is um, to put it simply a great way of earning a living because they're going to depend on mm-hmm. if you declare yourself to be an authority, chances are they're going to believe you.
0: Yeah. And Actually, I'd like to hear more about what uh, what Joe was talking about there with the one vote. Uh, I like only heard two, and we heard those earlier oh. in the show. Uh, Sorry. What, else, what else you got, Joey? Well, according to American folklore, in 1776,
2: one vote made English the official language of America, or the United States at least, rather than German. <laughs>
0: Wow. Talk, yeah, talk about skinning your teeth on that one. Holy shit. Uh, 1800.
2: One vote is what made Thomas Jefferson the uh, third president of the United States. Uh, 1845. One vote is what brought Texas into the Union.
0: Uh, I, uh, wonder if eight- I wonder if they burn that guy in effigy every other week. 1875 one vote changed france
2: from a monarchy to a republic well one vote and a whole lot of heads ro- uh, what
0: year uh 1875 okay yeah it's probably it's probably because of all those heads that there only was one vote <laughs> i mean that the the heads thing was from much much earlier but uh missed me i was going to say you kind of hedged your bets there but <laughs>
2: Hey, hey, you can make a religion. No, please don't. No, 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 don't. Uh, uh, 1890. One vote made Idaho a state. 1923. One in-party vote gave Adolf Hitler leadership of the Nazi party. 1941. That's... 1941, the Selective Service Act, or the draft as many folks know it, was saved by one vote just weeks before Pearl Harbor was
1: attacked. Wow. Yeah.
0: That is. You'd be
2: surprised what one vote
0: can do. Could you uh, copy paste that into the discord chat? Copy pasta. Yeah. I think I'd actually like to, um, I'd like to include that whole phrase in the show notes tonight because like you said, there's the apathy. One vote doesn't make a difference. Yeah. Here's some examples, some of them relevant that is going to contradict that. I think that's, that's something worth definitely communicating. Hmm. oh and Shuchin added one too I thought he was going to bed one vote prevents WW or sorry World War 3 Soviet Union nuclear strike when radar operator ignored a radar malfunction I I remember hearing about that one
2: yes and also where uh, three of the personnel on a nuclear armed armed submarine two of the three wanted to launch and one didn't and they needed all three keys to do it. Keep that in mind. Yeah. It's now the, of course. The, hmm? Now of course, yes. That was just, you know, one right. vote out of three. Not, you know, one vote out of three
0: million. But, but. still one vote. It was still one person who made the decision to go a certain way as opposed to, you know, either follow the mob or, you know, just do what you're told. They said no. And well, one vote.
2: And thankfully, the rest of us get to laugh at the song. I don't
0: want to set the world on fire. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. um. That completely derailed what I was thinking here. Uh, oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, no. Um, the other argument that comes up with, and, and I think this, this goes hand in hand with, why should I vote? And it is, no party represents my beliefs. Now, in brackets behind, in brackets behind that, I would also put, uh, in totality, because I think that is coming up a lot these days is that you have to check off every single box on my list here. Otherwise Mm -hmm. you're not a worthy politician, even if you fill all but three. Well, here's the thing,
2: at least Mm -hmm. this is how it works in in the U S you don't like any of the candidates that are being listed on the ballot. Guess what? There's a little section down at the bottom of the ballot where you can write in a candidate. You, look, I, I know that by for most intents and purposes, here in the U.S., we have a two-party system. But it doesn't have to be that way. Mm-hmm. And guess what? If more and more people start taking notice of that, and if you're that fed up with the way... B- both the major parties are acting, more and more people that start voting third party or you know, just other party, they will eventually they will start taking notice. So if you feel as I feel No, I'm not gonna go there.
0: You just reminded me of a of a song uh from Canadian band Trooper called Raise a Little Hell. The, the the first the first line it, if you don't like what you got why don't you change it it was I that
2: blew up the old Bailey <laughs> if you uh, see what I see if you feel as I feel
0: then I invite you now <laughs> <laughs> Good copyright on. infringement moving no, on uh, no you know what uh, free fair use you, you transformed you used it for satire because that was a passable you know what you did hugo weaving better than i ever could so i ain't gonna say much (laughs) um no i and i honestly it's been so long since i've voted federally i don't know if we have that same capacity here in canada although we have pretty much a three-party system in in the same vein that you have a two-party in that it There's doesn't a, have to
2: be that way. No, it doesn't have to people be allow it to be that way.
0: Yeah. See, for us, it's more like statistically speaking, it's going to be one of these big three. That's going to, that, that's going to yeah. take, take the big chair. Um, but I mean, we've had, Oh boy. Uh, Oh, I wish heretic woman was here because she could help me rattle some of these off, but we're talking the moose party, the beaver party, the marijuana party, I think we actually did have a communist party for a while. Um, the beer party. Um, I can't remember if we had the Cthulhu party yet. Maybe not. That's, that might be a little bit too highbrow for, for some people. But the bottom line is that these people, the, these representatives could actually get themselves onto a, a federal ballot. And, you know, in, in, in a complete King Ralph moment... We could have, you know, Jimmy Joe Bob of the half-ton pickup truck dude from, you know, butt-crack northern Manitoba, enough talking about my hometown, um, ascending to the office of, you know, member of legislative assembly or member of parliament. Like, it's, we do have that possibility, but I think with us, you actually have to be registered as a party member as, but you, you... if I, if I get this right, you can actually just write in whoever.
1: Yes. Huh.
0: Cause I've, I've heard, I've heard rumblings from some people that if, uh, depending on who gets chosen as the, as the leader of the DNC, some people might write in one of the other opponents as, a uh, on the ballot, but. So, um,
2: I I'm just crunching some numbers here real quick. Mm hmm. Because I was just, because, you know, like he said, everybody's like, you know, it's going to be one of the two parties, right? It's it's definitely going to be one of the two parties.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Well, uh, let's let's have a look back at twenty sixteen, since it seems to be such a pain in the uh, backside for so many people. Oh boy. There were, uh, according to the popular vote, there were roughly 129 million votes cast between Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. 129 million between the two of them.
0: So roughly one third of the U.S.
2: population. Well, that's the the point I was about to get at there. Mm Mm-hmm. The population of the United States was roughly uh, 323 million in 2016. So, of 129 million votes cast, that's 194 million that... Well, And then, let's face it, there's, prob- there's probably a good percentage of that that we're children. So, you know what? Let's just say, out of that percentage, let's cut it in half. Let's okay. cut it in half and say that the rest were all children. That's 97 million votes. Now, each candidate... Let's see. Uh, did I close that window? I hope I didn't. Oh, apparently I did. Um, Let me see. History. Pop that back open. There it is. Clear my search history. Uh, One of the big kerfuffles that people make about it is that Hillary Clinton won the popular vote with roughly 66 million votes. To Mm -hmm. Donald Trump's 63 million votes. Yep. 66 million. 63 million. 97 million unaccounted for. If you don't like either of the two major parties, guess what? You start voting for somebody else, they're gonna take notice. Mm
1: -hmm. Yep. And the thing is, is I also hear, oh, uh, a vote for a third party is a wasted vote. And he's like, no, it's not. If you want to make your voice heard and you don't like who the candidates are, write in the person that you want to be there. It doesn't matter if the person's on the ballot or not. You have a write-in space, depending on what country you live in and what the rules are. Um and if, you know, there's a bunch of candidates and you have to choose from what's there because maybe wherever you are, they don't do write-ins, then find the one that almost aligns with
0: your personal set of ethics and integrity. And you see, this is where I'm in a bit of a pickle with, yeah. um, with, with who I've got right now. Because, okay, so I've got my three. I've got uh, Trudeau, I've got Singh, and I've got Sheer. Uh, Trudeau, I've never really liked because his focus is on Eastern Canada. There is nothing but the, uh, West of Toronto, West of Ottawa is the cursed earth. As far as a lot of people in Ontario are concerned, Like, just ask a lot of people in Toronto. They, they know nothing about us. They think we're a bunch of uncultured rednecks. Okay, they might be right, but that's beside the point. Now, um, okay, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I just
3: before we lose the the, the track, I'd, mm-hmm. I'd like to put in a, a note about uh, you know your your writing candidate. Um, before you do that, unfortunately, you, you have to look at the entire picture. Um, you have to be able to predict also what the rest of the voting bloc is going to do. Because if they're going to go for the um, one candidate or the other, um, your right in vote could end up being like uh, an Elizabeth Warren in the, uh, the 2016 election. That's true. If, if the majority goes for... Um, one candidate or the other yeah it's a broken system
0: yeah um but anyways so the liberals platform um at least when trudeau started it was a lot of you know it's it's current gear and political correctness and this and that and the other thing and now i haven't really seen much in terms of a platform from him especially as of late because again i go back to the SNC-Lavalin scandal that he's dealing with, and the whole brown face thing that just popped up recently. Look, personally, I don't give two craps about, you know, what you do at a party, be it Halloween or whatever. Um, but this is what people are screaming about. Now, you've got um, Andrew shear the conservative, and, of course, the second you mention the word conservative, everybody winces because, oh, no, he's anti-LGBT. He's going to roll back this. He's going to make abortion illegal and blah, 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 blah. Um, I don't necessarily support uh, a mandate that has to deal with, you know, business tax cuts because they never seem to work. They, they never seem to really drum up the economy the way that people want. Um, and and Singh... One, like you said, the, the one thing I've really seen come out recently is he wants to fight, uh, our big telco companies, you know, like our cable and internet companies. He actually wants to cap how much they're allowed to charge, which could be a good thing because, you know, we can't quite call internet an essential service yet. It's getting there. Um, but the other thing about like with, with Trudeau. He also has, it recently just came up that his family has oil interests that rely on Saudi imports for their fortune. And if, you know, out West here, if we keep developing oil sands and we we keep producing oil, that could hurt their bottom line. So that's where a lot of the whole dirty oil and Alberta's nothing but a bunch of polluters and all that BS comes up and Singh uh, he wants one of the things he had said was he wants to make sure that Canada is no longer a fossil fuel producing country by you know a certain amount of time you know which would basically kill the economy of the richest province that they have and the one that's responsible for most of the transfer payments or the equalization payments, you know, for the rest of the country. So this is what I got to deal with, you know, from each party, each representative has good and bad. It's, it's going to make it, it makes it a tough choice. Although at least for the most part, I know that I, I kind of know the platforms of each of the parties right now. By the next election, I don't know, we may be in the same boat as you guys where, okay, just just how much of a douchebag is this person compared to that person? I really don't know what they're going to do about economy, healthcare, or military, anything like that. I just know that that person's a butthead, that person's a criminal, and that person wore white shoes after Labor Day. You know, <laughs> it, it just seems... I don't know. I I prefer to vote on platform. What what are you going to do for the country instead of like I, I don't I don't care if you know if if Elizabeth Warren wears a a pantsuit that makes her butt look fat. Is she going to turn the economy around for you guys? <laughs> no. no to, to me, I think that's a legit question. <laughs> yeah. It's a legit question. But, yeah. but um, you know, I'd love to see an advertisement like what we talked about here with a grain of sand, not being able to see the beach or the snowflake, not being able to see the avalanche. That would be so cool if you could roll that into a commercial, you know, like, hi, I'm uh, maybe not use snowflake because that that could be a pejorative in some places. But, you know. We all think of ourselves as you know this tiny grain of sand. Yet we don't know, we, we don't realize how powerful that is. When you have a bunch of grains of sand together, we form a beach, we form a desert, we form a rock slide, or something like that. A country, that too. <laughs> no, no you know, you, the, you're absolutely right, Joseph. I, I was just thinking in terms of you know something abstract, so yeah, that I, I, you can capture the upset. artsy fartsy people. <laughs>
3: Yeah. But I mean you really it comes back to um, we have to somehow find a way of people uh, breaking out of their 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 comfort bubble thinking. I mean just to realize that um, you together you are a country. Yeah. Um, e pluribus.
0: E pluribus unum from many to one. Yeah. That has to come back <laughs> oh, yeah. or what's the other um, I am legion for we are many or, or something like that <laughs> I actually don't no, strike that isn't there um, Oh, okay I, I can't believe I'm saying this given you know the nature of this show isn't there a, there's a bible verse about that like we are legion or something like that yeah,
3: it was a conversation. It was Jesus' conversation. Oh, I forget the. I knew this by heart before, but I forget the book. But it, um, the
0: scary thing is, the only reason I remember it is because of Mass Effect, because <clears throat> there's a character in there called Legion, and they actually use that Bible quote. We are uh, many, and you're 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 speaking of the.
2: Uh, uh, Somebody go- Gospel of Gospel of Mark. Okay. Uh, the man from Gadara.
0: Okay, I'm actually going to throw that in. Who some painters to them? It
2: is uh, Mark Mark Five,
0: uh, one through thirteen. Okay, I'm actually going to add that to the show notes because I I think even though we. We, we do kind of throw a lot of shade on religion on the show, which is kind of what we respond, kind of what we do. I think there might be some merit to that in this context, because well, like you said, we, one person is not an Island. We are, we are a nation and you're not alone. And I, I think that has to be really driven home with a lot of people. Um, Okay, we're coming up on the top of the uh, hour here.
2: The, the exact quote that you were looking for, yeah, is from uh, Mark five nine. Okay. Uh, this is quoting from, I believe, the uh, King James version. I'll forgive you for that. <laughs> or the new, the new King James version. Uh. And he asked him, what is thy name? He answered, my name is Legion, for we are many.
0: Yeah. (laughs) That really says it all. Um, In what context? well that one one voice is not just one voice when you're talking about a nation you are you are a legion of many voices It's and like i
1: said before in uh, with, with my, my fellow board gamers you can have a lot of very quiet voices but when they all speak up at once it's deafening mm-hmm. if you have a large group of voices all voting at the same time it is legion it's deafening but when you don't vote it's a whimper if at best it's a whimper and when you have exactly and when you have more and more people not voting because they feel that their vote doesn't matter then that legionous voice that would cry out and say we choose this we choose that starts getting quieter and then the other voices that were normally being drowned out the ones that might have had ideas that were a lot less um common or or publicly agreeable start becoming the norm and everybody's hearing that So when you have, you know, 10 people in a group of 100 who are loudly saying racist, bigoted bullshit, and you have 90 people in regular voices saying, we love you, you're our neighbors, we welcome you. And suddenly those 90 people, you know, they get quieter and quieter and quieter. Those 10 people speaking in a regular voice are now the loud voice. And that's what you have going on right now. I lose track of how many people who say, oh, we should do better by refugees. Oh, we should do better by education. We should do better by the climate. And I asked them, I was like, well, did, you vote? did you vote? You know, did you remember to vote for more than just the president? Did you vote for the other offices? No, nah, I don't do that because it doesn't really matter. No, I don't vote because voting doesn't matter or, oh, I voted for Trump, or I voted for a politician who is blatantly bigoted or blatantly, uh, you know, anti-climate change or anti-climate acknowledgement, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm going, you idiots, you want these things, but you're not willing to vote for the people who support the things that you want. I know for a fact that I used to communicate with somebody on Facebook, who blatantly admitted that... Now, the profile is um, inconveniently um, private. But it's somebody I went to high school with, who's very religious, um, who blatantly admitted that he would not vote for any politician who was pro-choice, even if that meant that the only politician he could vote for... Uh, who was pro-life was also a horrible human being because it had to be a pro life and i was like so what you're saying is is you who believe in the devil would do the devil's work which he didn't like that because in all honesty you know if the devil were to if the devils were to truly exist in what hell on earth the easiest thing he could do is put a whole bunch, you know, convince a whole bunch of bad people to be pro-life, but everything else is acceptable to twist the Bible because the devil notes the Bible mm-hmm. and make sure that all other people vote for those pro-life uh, leaders. And, you know, boom, there you go. You've got total control over the government of the people. Yeah. So, if, but I don't believe in the devil. I don't believe in that shit humans can have their own devilish or godly natures people can act angelic or demonic but to have a real devil or a real god I don't believe in that crap Mm -hmm. And, and likewise when I look at politicians who say one thing and do another I can't believe in them either but people can change you can have a politician who goes look um in my early teenage years, I went and I got drunk and I did something stupid. I went to a Halloween party and I went with blackface, or I went to a Halloween party and I went with whiteface because there was that I forget who it was got white, you know, did white paint to make themselves look white. Yeah, it, you know, I granted it's not as much of a negative due to history, but it's still whatever. Um. And how far do we take this crap too? By the way, you know, a white person wearing a Barack Obama mask—is that the same as blackface? You know, come on. Uh, there are uh, people who would who would connect those dots. Zach, that's the thing. Yeah, and that's the thing. We have some um, somebody who did something stupid in college can grow out of that if you give them time and a chance. And. I think we should be allowed that time and a chance to grow and become better especially uh um you know when these things are coming to light some people don't realize that the dumb thing that they did was something dumb at the time that they did it um, for example weirdo yankovic he did a song he does a lot of parodies Mm-hmm. And there was one song in particular that came out that was um and I'll have to I'll have to uh I'll have to put it in the show notes. Um I'm trying to remember the name of the song. But it had to do with punctuation and, and using your words properly. Oh yeah. uh, uh word crimes. Th- yeah, that's that was word it. crime, that's the yeah. one. Yeah, Word Crimes. Um, When he came out with Word Crimes, I thought it was great. And then he said a word. um, The word was spastic. Mm -hmm. Now, in the way that he used it and everything else, I originally thought it was funny. I did not realize, despite... The my origins of uh, my ex- or, sorry my experiences growing up not origins I'm not Superman. Um, my despite my experiences growing up and being around certain types of people in certain environments and such, which I'm not going into any details in. Um, those are extremely private. Mm-hmm. I have become aware of many sensitive words long before they were. Englo- acknowledged as much as they are today of being highly offensive in the circles that i swam through on occasion or passed by i never once heard spastic being used derogatory Mm -hmm. Um, it was more of spastic as in motor control you know somebody had a spastic moment yeah um so that's how i took it woe unto Weird Al. The Twitter community lit him up. And if it wasn't for his reputation and for his job, he, they would have destroyed him the way they destroy other uh, celebrities. Yeah. Luckily, his public apology and his uh, statement were well received, and it went forward from there. Um, because Weird Al has the ability to show remorse. Weird Al has the ability to communicate with his audience and everything else in a well mannered and thought out way. Um, we need to give everybody a chance to actually become like that, and we don't. We that emotional response drives us to pick up Twitter, to pick up Facebook, Reddit, whatever your favorite medium of choice is, and. Blow the fudge out of it.
0: Yeah, because... And, and the other thing, too, is that, you know, if a person does make that apology, it also seems to depend on whether or not the public thinks the apology is worthy, which, again, I think is bullshit. But, again, that's my opinion. Um, I've sometimes said that... Yeah, I, because I'm guilty of this.
1: I have sometimes said, no... I honestly feel that person is not remorseful, that they are only sorry that they got caught. And I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people who back me up with that statement. But I'm willing to bet that there was probably somebody out there that said Weird Al's not really um, sorry about the spastic statement. uh, That he's just sorry that he got caught. And I was like, well, this is a different context. He made a song, he used words that rhyme, he used things that work together, and he's not a malicious person running for office. Therefore, this, the, there's more, there's more uh, history in favor of him when he apologizes of being truly apologetic. Whereas an unknown, or somebody who has a history of doing malicious things, is less likely to have that history.
0: Yeah, um, and that actually, that could open itself up into a whole other uh, Pandora's box that w- we could do another for like three shows on that one at some point. Yeah, like how to judge when a, pol- a political or public figure apologizes
1: for something that they was brought up in their past that was wrong. How do we know that they're truly apologetic and remorseful about that thing versus they're sorry they got caught? How do we determine? Well, um, and I'm
0: also thinking and that's, I'm thinking statute of
1: limitations on that, too. Exactly. If, if I hear of a politician who's in their 40s or 50s and they got dressed up for Halloween and they were an early teenager, 14, 15 years old. And they used, uh, they wanted to be their favorite cartoon character um, or political figure or whatever, and that person or character happened to be black, and so they put on, you know, blackface or whatever, or they're reenacting from a movie scene or something. And then 30s and 40s, they're like, oh, yeah, I did that, it was stupid when I did it, but I was also a kid and I didn't know any better. I know better now. Yeah. And a person doesn't have a history of uh, doing stupid, malicious stuff like going out and driving drunk, or putting the blame for all their problems on everybody else. It's like, mm, okay, they benefited the doubt You know, this that whole statues of limitations. But if they're you know forty-five years old and they did it five years ago,
0: yeah. yeah. Okay, so in that respect, yeah, context matters, but. Huh. You know, and it, it, this actually does tie into the topic of the show tonight because it seems to be these days when it comes to voting for people or casting a vote, this facet of a person's life has now also become part of the part of the package. It's now no longer just, you know, I'm going to introduce this tax bill that will do this. I'm going to introduce this education bill that will do this. I'm going to, you know, improve your infrastructure this way. I've got this plan. Oh, but five years ago, you called this person that, or you, you did this. And I'm going to focus more on that now than this wonderful package you are because, you know, Twitter told me to, or, you know, something like that. And it's. It it's it's gonna to be tough for, for future politicians because it's now no longer about what you're going to do, but what you've done. And if unless it seems to be these days more if your past is not, you know, Virgin Mary grade immaculate, you're not gonna get anywhere these days. And no, that's the thing. Nobody's past is perfect. Well, no, uh, I I know that, but it seems to be back when I used to watch I used to watch CSI
1: did you guys ever watch that program?
0: To the CSI? Point, yeah, to, to the point where if, if I hear one of those songs again, I like kind of have a conniption over in the corner.
1: okay, <laughs> well, in one of the episodes, and I don't remember what episode it is, and I don't think it's we may or may not be able to easily find it but in one of the episodes, um, one person one family life is brought under the microscope. Under the magnifying glass, if you will, because something, a death happened, it was terrible, yada, yada, yada. It's, it's the nature of every episode of CSI, the original mm-hmm. series. Somebody dies, you know. And um, so something terrible happened, and they're looking at this family under a microscope because they, they have to, and they're seeing all the dirt, all the, the secrets, and everything else that are being uncovered. And worse things start happening. And at one point, one of the agents, uh, towards the end of the show, one of the agents t- says to, I think it was to Grissom or somebody else, mm-hmm. but says, you know, y- you you look at them under a uh, 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 magnifying glass and you see all the horrible things. And it was either Grissom or one of the other people in charge and said, well, what person could you do that with and not have that happen yeah or that could happen to any that would happen to anybody you do that to that's what it was that would happen to anybody that you do that to and that's the truth everybody has something going on in their life that regardless of whether it's truly atrocious by societal standard i would be hard pressed to find somebody who does not have some secret or something that they're not proud of in their life that, you know, they could have made a wiser decision on.
3: But making mistakes just, is how yeah, we become better people. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And already admitting a mistake, it's a good thing. But I, I really think, you know, reali- Dunning cougar, realizing your own stupidity is the first step on the road to intelligence. Yeah. Um, but what really bothers me in all this is this society that seems to think in absolutes. Yes. um, Black and white. um, The concept of perfection as if nobody has ever made a mistake. You know, this seems to be the ideal. Mm -hmm. And for me, that, well, it's, for me personally, it's kind of scary, actually, because it's um, it's almost totalitarianism in a sense where um it's going back to my um survive by imitation uh, Mm -hmm. concept but i mean people's idea of perfection is someone else's example and if you adhere to it quote unquote perfectly then you can be quote unquote perfect yeah it's just it's just a sign of somebody who's not thinking for themselves, who's not responsible for their own actions, um, who's shelling off everything onto somebody else.
0: Yeah. It's,
3: um... And it's true through religion, and what you guys were just talking about, um, you know, even in television shows or, you know, sitcom morals, whatever you want to call it, This ideal of perfection and uh because I mean life isn't black and white. I mean it's it's not just it's not clear cut concepts. I mean life is a huge interlaced Venn diagram of
0: um variable. It, It is. It it totally is. And I think that's where And it's scary. To,
3: yeah. to think about that. I'm sure if somebody taking their first steps in the world, you know, rather than look at the world like that and uh, where anything is possible, you know, they'd prefer to reduce everything to uh, A or B example and just uh, ignore the fact that there are a thousand
0: other possibilities in every possible alphabet. Yeah. You know, and when we get into again, we, we start looking at voting and stuff. I would love to, like, I'm definitely not looking for the divine candidate because they will never exist. But what I would like to see is somebody who is enthusiastic, who realizes that, you know what, today I may not be the perfect person for the job, but I'm damn sure going to try to aspire to it. And I'm going to make sure that, you know, come reelection that I earn your vote. I'd love to see politicians like that. And the fact that you guys have write-in ballots, as Stephanie was talking earlier, apparently in the UK, if you do a write-in, the ballot is considered spoiled and not counted. <clears throat> Which sounds like a real dick move to me. But now, that's UK. US, um, I'm assuming that if you get enough people voting writing in a particular person, that person is going to win.
2: Well, you, you need like uh, you need an awful lot of people writing in one particular person. I
0: I understand the, that. The, but
2: the thing that you run into is that each state gets to choose who they put on their ballot. And but again, as I was trying to uh what was it? A few years back it was uh Stephen Colbert who made the joke of the uh of running for president. Mhm. And uh, he ended up dropping it because his own home state of uh, South Carolina wouldn't put him on their ballot. They didn't. They they refused to put him out on their ballot. Now here's the thing: he could have kept going, and you know, could have just said, "Hey, folks, just you got a an option." That's all I'm saying. Hmm.
0: Oh, no, that's that is interesting. Uh, I, I wish we had that up here. Um, you know what? But yeah, the but he, he realized how uh,
3: you know. Uh, I think he realized the effect uh, that would have that he if he had kept that up and uh, asked people to do the, the
2: well the the effect that he was going for was to make people aware that hey, guess what? It doesn't have to be a two party system.
1: your forefathers didn't want us to have a two-party system. They warned us about it, and look what the hell happened anyway.
0: Yeah. Well, I could just hope uh, we're, we're we're starting to run here a little bit. Uh, we're over the two-hour mark, so I thought, figured we'd just wrap this up. Um,
3: I think this, all this is just, a, you know, what we're going through today is a result of uh, a dumbing down of the population that began back in
2: Out of curiosity, um, for example, the U.S. has the popular vote, but ultimately it goes to the Electoral College. For France and Canada, do you use direct popular vote, or do you have something similar to the Electoral College that we have here in the
0: U.S.? I think, well, at least for me, it's a representative government. Like, I when I go to vote, I will not be voting directly for the leaders of the political parties. I'll be voting for somebody in my riding, Uh, and if they win, they get the seat at the, in, in, um, parliament. And, and then they vote on say prime minister or whatever. Uh, no, um, whichever party gets the most seats. Uh Uh, and this has actually happened. Even if the leader, who is the candidate for prime minister? Even if they lose in their own riding, if the party wins overall, they still get the big job. Okay,
2: but okay. but effectively, it, it the idea being that because the party made them their leader, it, it's if it's in effect the same thing in that, you know, be, you vote for your uh, representatives, and mm-hmm. if they're if. The representatives get the majority; they get the big
0: seat. Yeah, um, let's so, see. So it's in not-
3: effect, you're voting for the party and not the person.
0: Yeah, yeah. it's um, the
3: party who decides the the person who has. Yeah. Here in France, it's not only direct voting; um, it's yeah. a two step system. Whereas in the first round, uh, you can sometimes we have as many as uh, twenty different parties. Um, on the ballot. Yeah. Okay. And it's the, the first two front runners of that round that get promoted to the second for the presidential.
0: Okay. Yeah. See what we have here, uh, we call it, it's our electoral system is what they call first past the post. So the candidate with the most votes in a riding wins a seat in the house of commons and represents that writing as its member of parliament or MP uh, the governor general then asks the members of parliament to form a government, which is normally the party whose candidates have won the most seats. And that party's leader generally becomes prime minister. Uh, okay. An absolute majority of the electorate is not needed and is rarely achieved. So as a result, the power is held by by either of two parties for most of Canada's history, uh, although not recently because I've I've borne witness, I think, to two elections where the so-called opposition got absolutely spanked by, by one of the parties. Um, there was actually, um, I think it was when Harper finally came to power. Um, after all the kerfuffles and stuff, the liberals who had been the, um, who had been the ruling government before they were down to one seat. Like they got smoked because of scandal and, their constant harping against Harper, uh, ironically, but then recently we've seen the same thing where you know the liberals will come up and they will just absolutely trounce uh, the the incumbent party. So, but but yeah, it, I I don't think um, yeah I I don't believe we are popular vote either. Um, but I don't think there's quite that proportional representation thing that you guys have with the electoral college but in any case um whether it's electoral college whether it's direct vote whether it's first past the post whatever we all need to realize that yes we are one vote we are one voice on our own but together we are legion we are the avalanche we are the we are the sandstorm we are the chorus that could be heard around the country and that's a party i would sooner be part of than to sit on the sidelines and constantly bitch about
3: but who managed to convince people that their vote doesn't
0: count this is what i don't get
3: uh it must (sighs) Years and years and years of demoralization. Oh,
0: just Google that, Joseph. I'm pretty sure you get a billion hits as to who's done it. It could be anyone from the media to corporatists to elitists to...
3: Again, it comes down to a credulous. Even these people are credulous because, I mean, anybody you can think for themselves. You're living in a country. You have humans around you and... Who you depend on for, for your survival. I mean, it's you can't get any more obvious than that. I mean, how is it possible to live like in a city or whatever in a community, and imagine that anything you do or say has no effect on your surroundings, mm-hmm. while everyone's whatever they do or say has an effect on you.
0: But it comes down to I think, like you were saying before, Joseph is
3: everybody thinks they're in their own it, really everybody seems to think they're in the they're alone in the universe,
0: yeah, but also they they feel it's convenient it's it's like I don't need to do anything because someone else will do it for me, you know my my yeah. government will take care exactly. of me, regardless that, that, that too i mean I, I it's not a simple thing, no it's.
3: <laughs> there's a lot s- going
0: on yeah I'll, and I, I think there's a
3: lot of people manipulating it too
0: yeah I, I think the only simple thing around here these days is that water is wet and i'm pretty sure i could find somebody on facebook that would that would fight me on that one <laughs> um i would actually <laughs> uh, all right you know what <laughs> be, 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 before we before we break out the knuckles here and uh, and and do what uh, tdtf wants uh, here this gladiator style mm-hmm. i think we better get out of here um any final thoughts? Um, I know a couple of us kind of dominated everything tonight, but uh, I want to give everybody a chance. Uh, Joey, any any closing thoughts on this?
2: I think I've pretty much look look, the horse is dead, all right? I mean I'm uh, tired, time to have man. a pony. <laughs> I'm tired, man. Yeah. I mean, I could keep swinging, but the horse is dead.
0: Yeah.
3: This is why I'm vying for education. I mean, I'm hoping for the next
2: generation. Can, yeah. you know, just just call the glue factory at this point and have them come pick it up.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Okay, uh, Tech? Any, anything left? Nah, man. It's late. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing
1: else other than the fact that you know, hey, look. Get out and vote. If your country allows voting, uh, then you better damn well take advantage of it before it gets taken away from you because if you don't do it, that's exactly what happens. It yeah. gets taken away from you. yeah, okay, that's um, like somebody that's like somebody coming up to your door and going, "Hey, uh, do you mind if I take your house away from you and you just standing there saying nothing i I know it seems absurd. But it starts off with, "Hey, do you mind if I take this welcome mat? Hey, do you mind if I take that uh, picture off the wall? Hey, do you mind if I take that, uh, you know, the the runner off your stairs? The silverware the out of your cabinet? The you Afghan? Add, if you give a mouse a cookie." <laughs> they
3: have a saying poor, here in France. They say "suki bonobu bonobu," which means basically. No. Uh he
1: who steals an egg will steal a cow. Okay, and that's the thing. And that's the thing. It really does work that way. If you yeah. don't stand up for yourself.
2: Cows a little trickier. Cows a little
1: mm-hmm. trickier to stick in your pocket though.
0: Yeah, kinda
2: hard to hide under the trench coat. I
0: don't know. Have you seen the grunge pants these days? I don't think anything's possible. Uh, <laughs> anyways. Uh Joseph, any uh any final thoughts?
3: Uh no, I think uh everyone's already said it well.
0: Okay. All right. Well, uh, I want to thank you guys for putting up with me tonight. Uh, I know we had a bit of a rough start, uh, but now I've got all these settings saved. So next time I have to do this, which could be in a couple of weeks, um, hopefully things will uh, go off a little bit more smoothly. Um, (laughs) I want to thank people uh, who came in the chat tonight. Uh, Let's see. We had Stephanie, Ryan, Ryan, uh, Trippin was there. Felis, thank you very much. Uh, TDTF, uh, long time no-see for him, uh, which, you know, it's always good. Uh, thank you guys for coming out tonight. I do appreciate it. We all do appreciate it. Um, I will get the audio version of this show once I actually do some post-fixing uh, for it. I'll get it up to our uh, our podcast site over at HolyCrapTheVlogCast.com. Um if you want to uh, leave us a note or whatever you can drop us a line on twitter at at hctv um, or at uh, holy crap, the vlogcast at gmail.com i don't have the phone number and it wasn't part of the notes that i could see and Shuji's asleep so he can't uh he can't correct me on this he'll give me shit for tomorrow <laughs> um but anyways again thank you guys all very much we will see you guys next week until then Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And have a good rest of the week. And as always, good night. You've been listening to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Feel free to leave a comment at the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com, where you'll also find links to our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter pages. Theme music is Twisted by Kevin MacLeod, available at incompetech.com. And on behalf of all of us here thank you for listening